0: You're listening to the podcast of Williamsburg Christian Church, a community of faith joining God's pursuit of restoring lives. We hope you enjoy this week's podcast. That's where I wanted to go, because God has a word for us today with these two. So, got a mic, y'all are going to have to share. Um, so, describe who y'all are, To yeah, the talking stick, describe, <laughs> describe who you are and um, tell us who you are and tell us what you do.
1: Okay, so we are the Blanchards. Um, My name's Jamie, and this is Jason, and uh, Jason is a financial advisor, and I work for the state. Um, Basically, what I do is I train social workers uh, for adult protective services. So that's who we are. We've been here for 15 years. Okay. He knows the numbers. (laughs) Uh, He's the number guy. Uh, 15 years, so... Yeah.
0: All right. That's it. Yeah. So um, what I wanted to do is, is Jason being a financial advisor, Jamie giving her life away to a part of society to help some of the most hurting and most vulnerable in, us, in our society. Um, it just made sense for me to want to make space for them. Plus, um, I love them. I know their hearts. I know where they go. I know what, I know what prompts them to move forward in life. And Jason takes care of um, our family. As well financially, so I just I know Jason's inner acts and uh, inner inner workings of things, and I've always appreciated the way they think about the world and the way they process life in the world as people who are trying to be faithful to Jesus. Uh, so about this whole idea of money, because money is your vocation, and money has a lot to do with what you do um, because you're dealing with that the, the sort of the impact of that space, and then of course you're both married, right, like to each other, who are in this vocation um, as well. So. Jamie, what, both of you, what did you learn about money growing up? Because y'all are in interesting vocations and an interesting place. What did you learn about it growing up, though?
1: So overall, and I'll let Jason speak about what he kind of grew up with, but for me, it was, looking back, it was an unhealthy relationship with money. That's, I was, as a very young child, I was overly aware of financial troubles. Um... You know, my dad was a factory worker, and he got laid off a lot. And I would be the one that would um, be making him feel better about him getting, him finding out that he just got laid off, things like that. My mom was a secretary slash waitress for many years, um, and so she actually, because she had she had a lot of jobs, she was not home a whole lot. Um, and so kind of left me with supporting my dad emotionally that way. Um, and so I was constantly aware of, you know, struggles with paying bills, um, you know, never really wanting to ask for a whole lot, um, you know, things like that. I remember, you know, having to sell possessions, um, and so for me, Fred's message, he really puts me in this awkward position sometimes, this uncomfortable position, which is good. Right? <laughs> I like how she calls. i was like, it's okay. <laughs> so, it's okay. like, the, the grasping and the gripping is... Jason's actually the giver in the family. Um, and I'm the one that's like, no, 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 it's going to be taken away. Like, we can't give it. We can't give it. So, he... I messaged him as soon as he started this series, because I was like, um, you kind of made me feel a little uncomfortable because i know you're kind of speaking to me and so So would
0: you please stop talking about this
1: (laughs) please (laughs) but i don't want to give right so i think that that's something that we kind of struggle
0: with did you have an experience growing up within faith community as well like because faith communities a lot of times can revolve around money which is sometimes the discomfort of even things like this?
1: Yeah, so unfortunately I grew up in a really small town and uh, there was basically two churches in the whole town. And one, I remember my mom finally wanting to go um, to church for various reasons. And um, I remember I have this vision of we were, it was their first time there and I can't, I, I can't tell you if it was like an elder or if it was the actual pastor, but pulling her to the side and talking to her about tithing. And right then and there, I remember my mom said, nope, we can be our own church at our own house from here on out. And so we never never entered another church um, moving forward. I think it was just one of those things where we were always very weary of what the church was asking us to do in that regard.
0: Yeah, because, like, there was this, like, was there this sort of narrative of suspicion with money yes. that worked into your life? And you had these fears of scarcity, right? Yes. Like, there was never enough. And yes. in your life, that seemed to be the case. Yes. So everything about, like, maybe was it, could it be, like, everything about wealthy or everything about people who asked for it or just all people who are suspect, right? Yes. People like Jason are suspect, <laughs> right? Yes. Like, like that that's true on so many levels. I just... No, but yeah. Yeah, we even, we even have a story about when he was like, let's invest.
1: And I was like, no, you're going to lose all our money. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so that's kind of interesting how we both, and we're, we both didn't have a healthy relationship with money growing up in different ways. And I'll let
2: Jason yep. talk about it. Good morning. So um, two two answers to your question. So there there's two parts of money I find. There's the, like, the the technical knowledge base of it, like how does it work, how do you use it, how does it fit into society? And then there's like, what's your relationship with money? right? So on the technical side, the simple answer is nothing. I didn't learn anything about money at all. Um, I remember calling my mom, who was also an advisor, by the way, carpenter doesn't want to come home and teach her kids to build a deck. And, uh, and I called her up, I was 18 years old in the Navy and I went to one of those little buy here, pay here places right outside the gate, right? Bought myself a car, mom. She said, you did. What? And I said, I bought a car. She said, what do you buy? I told her, how much did you pay for that car? $10,000. Jason, that car's only worth $5,000. I don't know. What, how did, you don't have any money, son. How did you pay for it? They gave me a loan. They gave you, what interest rate did you pay? Uh, I don't know, <laughs> 22% was the answer. Oh, yeah. they're still paying it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Like, still, <laughs> still <paying for> that. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's just, you know, it, it was, it was funny because we never really talked about money in my house. We didn't talk about how money works or anything. So then all of a sudden I'm 18 years old. I, I can participate in society with money and I have no idea how it works. And so I made some very dumb, very expensive mistakes. And then there's uh, like the relationship with money. So um, being a child of divorce, I kind of uh, grew up in two households. My on my mom's side, they kind of treated money like there was always going to be enough. And so I don't want to necessarily say there's an irresponsibility of it, but like total polar opposite of Jamie, where it wasn't really, you know, we always have to keep what we have. It's just like, oh, there'll be more later. Right. And then on my dad's side of it, it was it was really more kind of nicest way to put a lack of generosity right and so i kind of seen it from both sides and that kind of shaped my own viewpoint on like well what do i do with my money right so you know that the the other interesting thing is doing what i do for a living you know i get to see hundreds of different people's own personal relationship with their money and there's a lot of commonalities in it and, and, and you realize just why the Bible talks about money as often as so it does. So much, yeah, Because so much. it is so intergrained yes. with our lives Society. and our psyche. Right. right, absolutely. And
0: that's why this, this series, I think, is important. And, again, that's been part of the hesitation, even talking with like my coworkers, John, Aaron, Tanya, Ethan, Garrett, just kind of processing this, this series. Um, because I think we assume so many things about money anyway. And so I appreciate the fact that you said there's a technical side. And I'd ask everybody to take note of that. There's the technical side of money, like, what is 22% interest? Is that uh, a bad thing? Yes. Yeah. I mean, no, but I'm, like, for some of us, we hear that. We, some of us, we may hear that. We may go, I don't, I don't know what that is. I mean, I was in college. I was the first person in my family to go to college. And, you know, credit card people love recruiting people the first week of college. So Discover card, is there still a Discover card? Okay. Yes. Discover card was there, and like, like, looking back, it was like 24% interest, and I was like, give me two of them, (laughs) you know, and I was like, credit card, I mean, I bought all kinds of stuff, mostly helped my family pay the bills with that credit card, and bought Christmases with that credit card, but I paid into that credit card until I was like 28 years old, you know, trying to pay off what I had, like, we don't know, there's the technical side of money, and then there's the relationship side of money, and we're supposed to be a people who live attentive to the presence of God in our lives, right? We know that. We're Jesus, Lord of our life, and that means Lord of all the things that we have, all that we are. We're stewards of it. We've got all these things we've been saying the whole series. Well, we have to like, think through, have we spent time thinking about our personal relationship with money, but also, do we have a technical understanding of money? Part of why I wanted to introduce you to people like them, people like Dave, people like the Golsons, is so you can know that there are resources in your church family where you can learn about the technical side of money. Part of why we're going to do um, these series that we're going to do, maybe a Crown Financial, maybe a Dave Ramsey, maybe both, is we're going to show the technical side of this as well as the personal relational side. So you have a chance to grow in that. So, well, hold out. Let me ask this next question Uh-oh. then. Because you guys were a lot like Lawrence and T, uh, the Golsons. Like you have opposite experiences with money. Mm -hmm. And they spent a lot of time unwinding the conflict that created. (laughs) So how did the conflict of opposite experiences of money, how did that create conflict within the marriage? And I'm more specifically interested, Jason, Mm -hmm. when you decided one day, hey, I'm going to manage money for a living. Jamie, I'm going to take the one thing that's almost trauma trigger for you and make it a vocation for our lives.
2: So... Wow. This is a long story. Okay. Yeah. You ain't got Um, that though. Call
0: Jason if you want to, he'll buy
2: you lunch. So I, I, I'm going to kind of back answer your, your, your question a little bit. So I think one of the, the best things that God's really kind of put in, in our marriage is the ability to, to give it to each other when we need to. And that's, that's as much learned as it is like taken sometimes. Right. Um, So going back to your question, you know, we were babies, like 24, 25, right? So she was still in the Army. I got out of the Navy working a decent job at a factory, somewhat local. And, you know, we had a kid in tow, and then you were getting ready to get out of the Army. And and then you just kind of, you know, when you feel like the walls are kind of coming in on you a little bit, right? And what you thought you wanted in your life was actually leading you another way. And that's kind of where I was at. And so uh, totally unbeknownst to her, I started looking at really just, uh, I would describe it as escape routes, right? Like what, what can I do to get, get out of here? And let me pause you real quick. What sure. was, where was faith in this for
0: y'all? Were y'all at a place of faith? Not yet, right? No, Not yet, no. yeah. So you were kind of muscling through this. Yeah, I, I- mean,
2: unlike, unlike Jamie, I grew up in the church, but, um, but you know, I mean, I grew, I grew up in a Catholic church, so it's just a different dynamic yeah. mm-hmm. than, than what we experience here. Um, so no, unfortunately, you know, faith really didn't play into it at all. Um, but I, I would still say that God was working in that. In Always. Always. Right. Always. And so ultimately, I looked at a couple of things, and I, I came across what I'm doing now as an opportunity, and I put in the work, and and they extended me a job offer, which is still um, really good call on their part, really. And so um, <laughs> he's also humble. I yeah. just want you all to know that. And, and, you know, so, so I mean, I, I, I really want to kind of paint this picture. And so I come home one night, 6 o'clock, dirty, um, just been at work all day. My wife, who just got off shift, still in her B- BDUs, right, her army, pregnant, right? I sit her down, and I tell her, I got it figured out. I'm going to be a financial advisor. And I'm expecting her to be like, I'm not going to repeat what I think she was going to say, especially in church, but basically just, <laughs> it won't be constructive. We'll put it that way. And so, you know, she, uh, I mean, this woman to, to just the strength it took, she looked at me and she was like, all right, I got you. And so that was, that was really kind of the conversation, you know? And I did tell you that we weren't going to yeah, she did say, she's like, just make sure we don't have to move in with my parents. And I was like, no. done right done and so that was kind of like the which sh- is still the, the fear at work right that's yeah. still that's yeah. still the fear at work yeah 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 yeah, for right. sure and so that was that was kind of how it started you know so
0: and so you move into this financial advisor world how did you sort out the relationship with money and we can okay. switch to yeah. yeah how did you sort it out
2: well that
1: took a while yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting because he started out as a financial advisor but we had nothing right we had no money um we basically he basically started his business at, with credit cards i mean honestly um
0: which is the opposite of what you would counsel today right, right. like Absolutely that's right not. like
1: that would be something that we would tell our kids to stay away from everyone we know to stay away from but, but this you did is, it this is
0: and that's a fact right how we had mm-hmm. to do
1: it and so uh and for me when he started As a financial advisor, I was, you know when you watch someone that it means so much to them to do something and you're trying to be supportive, but then the back of my head is like, you're walking away from a really stable job. Like we we can just be stable, like just let's just Settle. settle like, I don't want to, <laughs> right? right, like, it, this goes back to right. my whole trauma response, and, and so, um, Jason, when he, when we started, we actually, our very first place here, we kind of joke around, and Williamsburg is, um, we stayed at a mot- motel, um, with Adia, and, uh, and we're, he's, you know, buying suits. You know with the credit card and doing things and office furniture and it was just and it felt I, I needless to say felt very overwhelming but at the time you know him being the money manager when we first started out we were like he should do all the household bills that only makes sense right he's the he does this for a living now he has gone to classes and school and and it actually caused so much stress on him. Um, and so eventually, we determined years ago that I would just do the household bills, and then he would do all the other stuff.
2: So I, I've told many people this, and I mean it sincerely. Um, there's, there, in, in our marriage, she's the saver, and I'm the spender right which is kind of weird right because it feels a little hypocritical and there's always that dynamic in every marriage right um so she kind of in, in in and i think jamie it not like intentionally but like submitted to what i was doing and where we were going probably overly so and so like you know three years later we finally pull our heads out of out of the sand and you know we got like 40 50 grand in credit card debt right Two kids, mortgage, two car payments, and you're like, wow, and you feel like you're like like the sand is starting to slip underneath your feet, and that was kind of like when you know when I give her credit, where she was like, okay, you might be really good at managing investments, but you're really bad with the checkbook, so I'm I'm gonna need that, dude. So so right? let's so let's pause because I, I want us to sit on this
0: because this is part of the part that I felt was compelling given their story because a lot of us are coming into this conversation. I don't know what everybody has, but. Some of us are coming in with a lot of debt that we're carrying, and so this series is already hard. Some of us are coming in with a a realization that we've made unhealthy financial decisions, um, and so we're bringing that into this conversation, and that makes this really hard. Some of us are coming in with no debt at all, and that makes this conversation hard in a different way, because you start talking about giving and generosity and all these things, and you've worked really hard to get out of debt and all these things. My point is, one of the reasons why I wanted them to speak is I wanted you to see that there is, there is a transition, there is, a, there is growth, there is a way forward, especially when God is the God of the universe and the God of your life, there are ways forward. Um, so whatever discomfort, whatever doubt, whatever regrets, we talked about regrets last week, you may feel in this, hold those, um, don't let those have authority, hold them, because here we are, three years into marriage, financial advisor, military backgrounds, um, Building a family, living in a motel, um, $50,000 in debt, mm-hmm. um, not the three years living in a hotel, but starting off that way, $50,000 in debt as a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. Like that's a bit, that's a bit contradictory. Just a bit. Yeah. Just a bit. So
2: process that. So, <clears throat> you know, it's, it, there's two sides of it. There's like a professional hypocrisy side of it, candidly. And then there's, of course, you know, just the, the stress that that brings into your, your marriage. Yeah, right. Right? And the family. Right. right. And then, you know, in addition to that, we moved to an area where we didn't have a support system. Like, really, the only family we had was a church. Yeah. You know? Because
0: um, by then, when did y'all start coming?
2: So we came probably 07? Yeah? Yeah. 07? You know? Um, so, so that was... Um, that was, that was a struggle, and so I think it was, it was really two things. It was, it was God giving us the energy to make the hard decisions, right? And I'll, I'll let Jamie talk about that. And then I think also it was that kind of willingness to crawl out of a hole that you had crawled in.
0: Which would be easier just to stay there and be overwhelmed.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and I think that goes back to kind of my relationship with money where you know, my my people don't think long term, right? Like we're just trying to get through the weekend kind of a deal. And so that was kind of where I had to almost reprogram my natural instincts on, on what that
0: means. So y'all made hard decisions to what, get out of debt? Yeah. And move so toward?
1: we made a lot of maybe not so great decisions trying to get out of debt. Um and then, you know, we did a lot of <laughs> we did a lot of like refinancing this and consolidating this and and things like that just trying to find our way and I think there were a lot of times where we felt very alone um, giving especially the professional circles that Jason was a part of and then I kind of recognized at a time where so there was a time when right after, right when I was pregnant with our, sec- our, our second child, Jacob, um, we were talking about the whole daycare expense. Like, oh, how are we, this is crazy. Like daycare, who would have thought daycare was expensive? Right. Like, <laughs> and, so, uh, and so I was working at the hospital and we we're still trying to dig ourselves out of debt. And then we're realizing daycare is not going to really kind of allow that. Um, anymore and so him and I started talking about well maybe it would be just be cheaper for you to stay at home and take care of the kids and then the market crashes <laughs> so he was finally getting his footing yeah, you know with with his job and you know starting to actually be able to cover the bills and then the market crashes um, and I was what, seven months pregnant, and you, and you came home, and white as a ghost. Jason's never white as a ghost. He's usually always red or, or you know <laughs> something, <laughs> a shade of red. White as a ghost, and he just kind of looks at me. He's like, we're going to have to figure something out. And I was like, yeah, OK. And so that's when I started working, and many of you remember this, where they probably thought Jason was a single parent during those times, right, because he, I was working Friday, Saturday, Sundays. At the hospital, Jason was working Monday through Thursday, and um, and we were like high fiving it. Yeah. And it that was happens. and it was honestly awful on our marriage. I I, I don't. I, that was that was probably the toughest time we've ever had. Um, just trying to dig ourselves out, and then also running in the circles that we ran with. Um, people not understanding. Like they'd be like, "Why are you? Why are you working?"
0: Yeah, because yeah, like, I was about to say, because you're managing money, you're, yeah. you're wearing suits, you've got a fancy office, there's a lot of assumptions with that, because you're a financial advisor, right? And y'all are in like this sort of social stratosphere that's not in line with your actual stratosphere, and there's sort of this, there's this tension now yeah. that that's there, um, and I remember those days, like that, that's, yeah, yeah that's, it's that's like, a weird place. It's
1: a very weird place, but then something that I think Freda and I talk about a lot, because I, Text Fred. Yep. And and say things. Yep. But there's (laughs) and
0: say things. That's funny. Mostly positive. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: So I think there's times where like this right here is really hard, right? Just naming it. Naming what you're struggling with. And Fred would always say, No one knows what to do or how to help if you're not naming it. And so once we started kind of talking about, like, why we made these decisions, even in our circles, our professional circles, right, we realized that we weren't very different from anybody else. Um, yeah, we
0: were just admitting it.
1: We were just admitting it, and they were just maybe at a different stage in their life than what we were. Um, and so that really helped. I think that just knowing once we said why we were making certain decisions, it was. Yeah. And I feel like that's the way kind of God
0: kind of wrap his arms around that. Yeah, yeah, the the provoking of that and the courage that it took for you guys and the level of humility that it required to put yourself out there and to just admit these things, right? And I remember breaking through. Like, I remember walking with y'all, like, processing some of these things. Like, and that's how a lot of this is. So there's a couple of things that I want to ask y'all. What are some things you've heard? Just somebody pop in. I'll give you you one. um, That they were alone in it. Did y'all catch that? That they felt alone in this. I think that's important because when it comes to finances, even in the family of faith, some of us are feeling alone because we're afraid of what somebody will think when they find out what's going on with us. You with me? So part of the power of having Jason and Jamie up here to say this is to say, you absolutely are not going to be alone. And they've actually lived through some of that and may be good counselors Maybe good prayer partners may be able to point you toward resources because they did all the things that the commercials tell us to do. Consolidate, right? Like all the things. You saw him immediately say he it. head. all like, the things. Like all, like, and, so, and, and so some of you may need to think that through, right? So that's one of the things. What is something else that y'all heard? Somebody. No? Right. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Anybody else? I heard the division stuff. Yeah, the strain. <laughs> the strain, especially coming at it from opposite angles. Yeah.
1: That was very difficult for personally for me um, because I felt like I was missing out on the normal mom stuff. The Saturday because I worked twelve-hour days, so whatever actually, that is, right? Seven normal, to whatever seven. that is. Yeah. So I was working, and so but two little ones. I was coming home when they were going to bed. Like he was taking them to birthday parties. Yeah. and And I almost was jealous, and then he was like, you can have it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is hard.
0: (laughs) Like, do they always need food? (laughs) Like, do they use the toilets at all? Like, is there so, they're so needy. So wrap this up. Yeah. Where how? Where, where are you now?
2: Um. So I mean, I would say from from. So a a like relationship, and I I would say it in terms of like both of us now because we've been married twenty years this summer. High five to you. All right. <laughs> so it's not it's it, you know it's it's good to recognize like our past and our experiences, but now it's like a shared experience with money. Yeah and um yeah i mean we still go rounds like almost daily we we were at costco yesterday which is the devil by the way and um you know how many times i said no my wife th- this is this is actually this this just happened yesterday she pulls the cart to the side before we go and she's like we got to go through the cart because there's way too much stuff in here that we need we're not like, we're not, That's we're not doing that. She says, it's going to be so much money. And I was like, it won't be that much money. And she was right. It was, it was way more money than I thought it was going to be. And so, you know, we still do that, right? Um, I think my biggest thing now is more just trying to model that for, for my kids. Yeah. Right? So, you know, our kids were so young when we were struggling that they don't, they don't, just, they don't remember. You know, they don't. Adia doesn't remember when our coffee table was a shipping crate and you know we had a hole in the floor of the kitchen that was covered with a rug right like she just doesn't remember that jake's kind of the same thing and so you 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 know you deal with that struggle with parenting where you want your kids to have it better than you do but you want them to go through like everything you went through simultaneously right like (laughs) that dichotomy so that's probably like really the big thing that we we deal with now you know um the other, the other thing I'd say, too, is just through the, the giving side of it. You know, we still, again, we, we can't talk about this, but, you know, one of the things I've, I've grown is, is, is I've matured in my faith, and I know Jamie's the same way. So, you know, you talk about the grasping, the gripping, and the giving, right? I've never regretted charitable intent. Right, like yeah. God's never called me to rethink that. But we've all made that purchase, like the Costco yesterday. We we're like, maybe that wasn't the right call, right? And so that's really kind of what what drives that motivation. You know, it's it's it, it's it's God cementing in us through that reflection that we're doing the right thing.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. So there was a couple of takeaways that I. Did you have something you wanted? To add?
1: Well, no, and I just want everyone to know that. Jason's the one that t- reminds me of that, too. So, like, because I'm all about give my time. Fred knows this. I'm all about like, giving my time, giving my time, giving my time, and giving my expertise. But when it comes to actual, the funds, and it goes back to my psyche of how I was raised and things like that, Jason's the one that's always like, we're not going to regret this. We're not going to regret giving, and I'm like, and everything will be okay, and I'm like, uh, okay, okay, you promise? Like, you know, I'm just hanging on, and he's right. Like, I've never, we've never regretted giving.
0: That's good. So, just a couple of takeaways that I wanted to, to hold out. One, um, the beginning was hard. Conflicts of relationship with money, conflicts of technical understanding of money. So, here's my question. Church, what's your relationship with money? What's your technical understanding of money? Both can be improved. Both can be renewed. Right? We know this. The other thing is trying to grasp it on your own. Trying to, trying to grasp in such a way that you fix it on your own. For one, you were kind of alone. Well, you were alone. And you, all you had was each other with conflicting points of view. But you worked through that together. And then you found people. And then you found vocation. And then you found tools. And those tools exist. So... Here's what I want to say. The tools exist. The tools exist to learn how to fix these things. The tools exist to learn how to process these things. I think a third thing is a lot of the freedom came. Don't let me put words in your mouth. A lot of the freedom came when you were first at willing to name it. You had to name it in order to tame it. Like You had to be willing to call it what it was, deal with the humiliation you feel as a result of it, the feelings of sometimes lacking that integrity, which you didn't, but just that feeling of contradiction, um, and then naming it and pushing through it.
2: And I would, I would also add on that, because you're, you're 100% correct, but I think it's also leaning on each other yeah. and, and, and willing to recognize, and this is more for me, for, for her, willing to recognize, like, when you're not good at something, it's okay. Right. Like, let the ego go. Right. Give it to the other. Right. right?
0: That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, and let each other play from their strengths. And I think then finally the thing you said at the end, there's a lot of purchases we'll regret, but we'll never regret the generosity especially when it's done as a God-prompted thing. So the grasping, sometimes the antidote to the grasping and the gripping is actually giving. Does that make sense? So if you're grasping and you're gripping because you've got a story similar currently, sometimes the antidote to that is giving. And this isn't like, and y'all should know, like if you're part of this church, you know this. If you're visiting, you don't, and that's okay. Okay. This isn't some, like, ploy to get you to move up, like, to change your tithes. Like, that's not where this is going, Jamie. This is not, that's not where, that's not where this is going. This is, this is leaning into the God who is with you to do with the things that God asks you to do in the moments that God asks you to do it. Um, Like, you know, go to Costco. No, like, like, move forward through these processes. Um, I wanted you to know that these are our family. They're here. They have a story. A story may be similar to yours. Um, talk with them. Like, feel free to ask them questions. They'll answer, and they'll make the time for you. Uh, so just, just lean into each other, because nobody here needs to do it alone. Would you guys have wanted someone like you back then? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean, like, yeah. right? Like, you don't have to be alone. I mean, you just heard even Susie <laughs> chime in on some of the things. Everybody's had their struggles with this. Um, so married, not married. Um, family planning wherever you are in the family planning journey um, wherever you are in the season of life you're not alone in in what it can mean for the Lord to be the Lord of this part of your life so lean into that so give these guys uh, a thanks hey good job good job thanks y'all you're listening to the podcast of Williamsburg Christian Church a community of faith joining God's pursuit restoring lives we hope you enjoy this week's podcast